Welcome to You Get a Rose. I'm your host, Hannah W. Super excited to talk about the end of the Noah Bennett drama. Or is it the end? I guess we won't really... We won't really know, but we're going to be talking about all the drama that happened this week with my co-hosts for the day, Siri Hellerman and Meg Heaton. Welcome yourselves. Hello. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hello. Oh my God. So nice to have you both here to chatter about this, this episode, which was, I don't know, chaotic for me, questionable. There were some really um, good producer moments that we got to hit on. You know, like some very quality production happening in this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, overall, I got to ask you, just to start us off, are you team Bennett or team Noah? Oh, I'm team, I'm team neither of them when I'm being honest. I mean, they're both awful. And I was very anti-Noah. For a long yeah. time. Oh, I think yeah, that's the same. point, right? Like, they same. that's a, that's the genius of the producers. Yeah, they edited it well. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think if, if I, like, had to choose right now, I guess Team Noah. But I hate him. Right. That's where I am. Meg? Um, uh, it's the same. It's the same. Like, I, I want to give them both the benefit of the doubt nerves tv really break it down you know i like i i i'm sort of attracted to practicality in a way from bennett um however i don't want to be read some type of like here's how to have sex book while we're trying to you know do those types of things because it seems like i've read this on the internet and uh this is how we should do this it would be so creepy to be in the bedroom with him. I feel like he would be – he's definitely – the um, in the first episode, he came in dressed like American Psycho. like, And I feel like he's yeah. lived yes. up to it ever since. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And when he showed back up at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, you're a murderer. <laughs> he's <laughs> – he's and, and also when he showed – I mean, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about the end of the episode. But his face kind of changed in a way that I was like, you put on a different mask. Yeah, yeah, he was like, hello, like, now I'm kind. Yeah, exactly. Kind Bennett I'm being is here. kind Bennett. Mm-hmm. He, I know the like, words, I'm sorry. I can't figure out if he, A, learned these skills to survive the, like, extreme world of wealth he wants to be part of, or if he was has been so silver-spooned since he was a kid that this is, like, how he behaves and talks, because I feel like rich people never talk about real issues and they just constantly talk around things and like say a bunch of aphorisms and like you know they don't actually engage in any sort of fights and when someone else has a problem they're like I did, I wasn't even aware we had an issue yeah fighting is like, I can't which one is it was he like silver spoon or is he trying so hard to be rich that he's turning into a weirdo I think that's why we need to see his family we need to get to mm. that house and really dig into what what is going on there? <laughs> well, except for, uh, do you think the hometowns are going to be anywhere but La Quinta? Oh. Yeah, are, are the families just coming to La Quinta? I think the families are coming to La Quinta. I think this is going to be the most anticlimactic hometowns we've ever seen. Yeah, they're calling oh, them wow. hometowns because that's what they're that's called. What they, that's what we know it as. Oh, that's what we know it as. The producers wow. are going to are gonna decorate different rooms at La Quinta to like be like San Diego and like Denver. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have, like, a big Golden Gate Bridge in one of the rooms. Like, this is San Francisco. (laughs) This is just a poor Tasha thing because it's, like, she will really never know until 
far beyond the show of who these people and, and right. the situations really are. Because they, I have heard so many leads say they they like knew from the beginning. They felt like from the beginning they had known their person, but that they really knew it at hometowns. Like even JoJo says it on this week. She said. Like, I knew it was Jordan when I went to his hometown because then you can see, like, do you blend with the family? Do you like their vibe when they're at home? Do you like their real personality? And she's not going to get any of that. They're going to be in the bubble. Their parents are going to come into the bubble. It's going to be weird. Like, I don't know how I would be with my parents if they just came into this weird bachelor bubble. And they have no time. Normally, they go home and they wait. So they have, like, a week or two at home. And the lead, like, like, comes to them. Yeah, and in that time, they can, like, get their nails done again and, like, cut their hair and take care of their skin and all the things do they want to do. their eyelashes, like, what's her right. name last season. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. No, not you, Meg. Meg has glorious oh, eyelashes right sorry, now. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> That's really all I can They're so strong. They're, like, touching your hairline at the top of your head. They're beautiful. Um, no, what's her, what's her nuts? Who was that person? I was obsessed with her eyelashes last season. Yeah. What was her name? Beth? Oh my God, Madison. Madison. How did I forget it was Madison? Madison had the creepiest eyelashes I'd ever seen. They were like completely down to the end of the eyelash. And then she got them restored when she was home for hometowns. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to have any chance to like even get their hair cut. And then they're just going to have to be, it's, I feel like they're getting robbed. And Tasha in particular is getting robbed. She doesn't get to travel. She doesn't get to actually go meet anybody. Like all, everyone else gets to go to like Hawaii and like, Ireland and all these different places like Norway and her season finale is going to be at La Quinta. The same, at the same table that they have every conversation. At El Presidente Suite. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So sad. I will say that um, when Noah slammed a a ton of uh, Tic Tacs into his mouth, um, that that was a moment where I enjoyed the childlike essence of him. Mm-hmm. And I could see him being adventurous, but his, what is that, frontal lobe needs to really solidify yeah. from 25 to 28 to, to he have He needs to those... go through a Saturn return. Bef- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not interested in somebody who hasn't gone through their Saturn return yet. Can you, you tell know? me more about the Saturn return? <laughs> I was just going with it. I wasn't going to ask. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Is this I know. some type of space journey? <laughs> Thank you for asking, Meg, because I didn't know. It's that. like an astrology thing, you know? You go through it. You, for, it takes like two years. It's like a big transformational period in your life. Most people go through it between like 27 and 31, depending on your yeah. chart, you know? And in that time, you usually kind of figure out who you are. You go through mm-hmm. some big okay. emotional transformations, life transformations. And then at the end of that, you're like solidified into a person. You know, it takes a while to become a person. Okay. <laughs> but he is a nurse. He is a he's nurse. He's a traveling nurse. He's and traveling nurse. And that and they can be really just kind of malleable um individuals and really meet a lot of people and provide care. I mean, nurses are wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say I know a lot of traveling nurses who are very young, fresh out of nursing school, and they love to party. And like they uh, not every not every traveling nurse is this way, obviously. But the ones I know are young. They like to party. They love to travel from city to city and be and nurse and be nurses there because it's an opportunity for them to just go like live a f- kind of free lifestyle, but get paid to do it. Right, because they and they also it's like they they get a contract for what like twelve weeks or something, and then yeah, they're gone. Yeah, yeah. Beto- sometimes they get they can stay longer, whatever. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. It's like a nurse. Yes. You're like, wow, Noah's a nurse. But then you're like, he's a traveling nurse. So you got to ask yourself some questions there. Like he's still maybe in that life of wanting to keep the party going. Right. I don't know. I'm well, sure there's 25. some traveling nurses out there that have something to say about that. But none of them are on this podcast, so. Yeah, right. You're fine. Don't we need Noah to be traveling somewhere right now and nursing? Right. Like, you're a nurse in the middle of a pandemic. What do you want to show for? I know. I mean, I listened to the um, Bachelor Party podcast interview, Dr. Joe, after he left the show. And he was saying that, like, he's an anesthesiologist and he lives in New York. And so he was saying, like, in the beginning of the pandemic, he was needed all the time. And then there was this sort of lull period where things had gotten better in New York and there was no elective surgeries. And his boss was like, well, this is kind of a good time for you to take time off. So he just took his maximum vacation time, which was like six weeks. And that was like long enough to cover him being on the show. (laughs) So I thought that was interesting insight. Like, okay, he wasn't actually needed. Because when I first found out he was a doctor, I was appalled that he would like take a bunch of time off in the middle of a global pandemic. I always think of these people that take this time. I'm My first question is, well, I think, what do you do? How are you allowed to take this time? And then some people, I believe the tears at the end are, I gave up my job for this. Right, right. I mean. Not only not only that, but they paid, you know, anywhere between two to $10,000 for brand new clothes. For, for the women, it's like hair extensions. Botox. Even Ed said he gets Botox. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, at the I end heard of that. The episode. Every I heard that. month or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was, every three months. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so we're talking like they're getting their nails done, their feet done, their skin done, their their brows done, their hair done. Like they're getting, they're paying for the works plus an entire new set of clothes because nobody has that many cocktail dresses or like elegant gowns. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like no men have that many suits no. unless they work on Wall Street and they're unless required they're to wear them. Unless they're Bennett and you just like live in a suit. Well, and he doesn't have to pay for socks, so he has money for suits. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I hate that trend this season. Me too. I've always hated that trend, but like what is with the seven-eighths length pant and no socks and then dress shoes? That must be so uncomfortable on your feet. And sometimes sneakers, it's appalling. Oh, the sneakers. I, I Zach's sneakers are – are are getting easy and does he just have one bit. pair ah. it's like he just packed up one pair Ugh, it's upsetting Back. yeah zach's not my favorite mm-hmm. okay let's finish let's talk about this um bennett noah drama so last yeah. week we basically saw the gift thing blah 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 bennett is acting like a weird creepy monster somehow i was on team noah during that even though up to this point i've found him to be like creepy and someone i wouldn't want to know then we see, like, Tasha's there. She comes in. She t- She's trying to talk to them. Bennett is continually t- trying to justify and gaslight and do this weird thing where he pretends that they had no problem. Noah doesn't quite know what to say, so she pulls them both aside. And, like, did you notice in her one-on-one with Bennett, she was just, like, ice cold physically? Oh, yeah. Her face, when he started talking about emotional intelligence or whatever, yes. her face was, like, Sorry, yeah. it's a podcast. You can't see what my face is. But it, yeah, it gets icy. <laughs> it was stone-faced. She like yeah. absolutely stonewalled him. And then she physically sat three feet apart from him. And she had one shoulder kind of like between her body and him. And just like hunched back, trying to stay away from him as much as she could. She did the same thing when he showed up to her hotel room later. She like pulled, you know the thing women do when we like pull our breasts away from the man in front of us because we're like, don't notice me. Yes. Don't absorb my body. Like, 
if you're interested in a guy, you'll sort of like sit up a little bit more at attention because your vulnerable area, <laughs> you feel less vulnerable. But when some creepy guy's there, you're like, eee, take I it just away. think that, yes, all of your private parts, you, you just remove from them <laughs> or you either extend to them. Yeah. Yeah, she was fully removing her private parts from the situation. <laughs> and then with Noah, she had like her hand on his leg yeah. and she was talking like really closely. But also I noticed she had a very like motherly sort of thing towards Noah where she was like, I like, I just want you to understand, like, explain to me, why are you always in the middle of this? My baby, gentle baby boy. I think it's like little baby brother. Hey, yep. little bro. Totally. Little baby brother. You know, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm so happy you just graduated college, little bro. Yeah. And uh, let's learn about love, you know? Yeah. And let's, <laughs> let's boing along in my, in my hotel suite a couple times and then you can go home. <laughs> she has a thing. Tasha has a thing. She is a fixer. And we've all known people like this, and particularly women, because we're socialized to really just, like, fix everything around us. She is a fixer. And she says it later on. Um, when she was on the one-on-one with Ben, she was like, if I can be the person to help you open up, this could be something really special. Like, that's how she views herself. So I think with between Bennett and Noah, she sees, like, she can kind of work with Noah and shape him and be, like, his mommy, sexy mommy. Totally. And... Um, with Bennett, she feels like almost like he has too much control, which I totally agree with. And she doesn't know what to do. So she's just like, this is, I got to be out of here. That's why it's so surprising to me that she's so, has been so vocal about how she has feelings for Bennett and how, I mean, if the teaser for next week is to, you know, obviously he comes back. Yeah. And... Because of that, like, subconscious body language of hers, which is so obvious to right. anyone watching. And I'm like, but what? <laughs> like, are you But really- she's a malleable lead, you know? She's pretty go with sure. the flow. I feel like the producers were like, eh, what are you going to lose? Just keep him around. It's entertaining. It's good TV. And she was like, all right, fine. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think that body language is like uh, serious music. Please, Tasha, have serious look, serious body look. But I know you want to laugh at this book thing so hard because we all want to laugh at this book thing so hard. But, like, we have to play serious music at this moment. So please do serious things. <laughs> like Also because Bennett wasn't laughing. So it's hard to laugh because he was taking it too seriously. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, just say to Tasha, I got him a book because I – I don't think he has good emotional intelligence. Like, so I got him this book. The producers gave me this book to give to him. Like, make it funny. But instead he was like, well, young Tasha, I presume in this order of of movements that one must see, like the way he... What was like, what he was say like... When he came back, he was like, I've returned. Or like something yeah. like that. His vocabulary is so bizarre. Harvard. That's what they teach at Harvard. Yeah. Yeah, you, you always use a different word than the one that everyone knows. Correct. <laughs> I am 100% all about self-help and therapy, but if my therapist ever talked to me like Bennett did, because you could see like, hey, I read this great book, right? And and it's helped me, but I mean, it really was like uh, so prescriptive. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> one, you make my dreams go. <laughs> I don't know, I'm thinking two, and then you do this thing in three. Three. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. Self-awareness now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what authority does Bennett have to even be espousing these virtues? Because what is his job? Just like money guy, right? Yeah, he's like in charge of money, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
he's not a therapist. I mean, I, whatever. So she ends up sending him home. And it was the, the creepiest and most awkward exit I've ever seen. He was like, really? Are you serious? He was like arguing Tisha. about it like until the limo door closed. She seemed like very <laughs> freaked out. Like she was just like, go. It's, it reminds me of when it was just like a moment when women try to be polite to try to get out of something. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And just trying to usher him to the car. Because he's like, what, 6'3"? Pretty big dude. Like he's obviously he works out. He's obviously a psychopath killer. And <laughs> and she needs to get out of the situation. So he's like stopping every 20 seconds and staring at her for this prolonged time. She was like, okay. Okay. Okay, <laughs> bye. A producer opening up, you know, the back of his circuit board and just sort of shutting him down. Uh, and then they said, should we bring him back in? And the producers are like, yes, turn it on. Let him only be gone for 10 hours. <laughs> just let him sleep in the bed. Uh, oil his him. legs and oil him. <laughs> then spark him back up. We need Tasha to feel uncomfortable. Make sure that he confronts her in a small space surrounded by bushes. <laughs> let her let him into her his her room yes better yet let her into her room when she hasn't cleaned up her dishes oh my god <laughs> and you can hear all the like slamming doors and stuff okay we'll come back to that <laughs> yeah so um whatever he leaves she tells noah this isn't a victory for you which i loved his face just fell a thousand feet from this big gaping smile to like the deepest frown. And obviously, he's not going to make it through the rose ceremony. I mean, he's not going to go to hometowns. Right. I mean, no one wants to see Noah's hometown. I don't care about him. I don't care. <laughs> it's the La Quinta. He is a traveling nurse. He actually had another room yeah. at the La Quinta. <laughs> That's yeah. his hometown. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I actually, I was here already doing some nursing in Palm Springs because there's so many elderly people here on vacation. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, that whole drama ended. Then we get to see the cocktail party. Um, Riley gives her a one-week anniversary cake. The, I, I felt like they couldn't get a real cake. They just had to get a slice. Right. That's what was on the menu at the La Quinta. Yeah, I feel like the food they've gotten must be so bad. So bad. Because <laughs> the whole staff of La Quintas must be furloughed at this moment. I'm sure. Right? There's nobody there. They're right. just like ordering that stuff from like Lunds and Byerly's or Whole Foods or wherever they are. Okay. No, it's a it'd be a Publix, I believe, if it's it'd be a Publix. In. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Zach gives her a picture from their photo shoot from the week before. This is one of my favorite gags. Like it comes up, it's so small, it's such a small thing, but every season someone brings a framed photo from the date bef- the the date they had. Like as if they took it and then picked out the frame, or the producers didn't just hand it to them. Right. They like, went to Target and this. picked out the frame. Right. Right. Um, she kisses Ben. She sees Brendan. Blah, blah, blah. Jojo comes back in looking like recklessly gorgeous. I was like, you can't look that good if you're going to be the host. And Tasha is already so beautiful. But then Jojo next to her, I'm like, ooh, this is it's tough. a lot. It's irresponsible, actually. <laughs> it's irresponsible. I always look at the guy's smiles and I'm like, is he smiling too big? Like, I mean, how could you not? Jojo walks in. You're like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Just to, you'd just be happy. You're like you've been stuck in La Quinta for however many weeks with mostly dudes. You get to see Tasha once a day for twelve minutes, and then Jojo comes in. You're like, all right, I'm feeling better. 
it's just like it's always better to have a couple more women around. Yeah. I mean, always. not seeing, you know, a woman for such a long time and then seeing those women, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I had a guy ask me, you know, if I wanted help with picking out my wine the other night. And I was like, the attention. <laughs> like, <laughs> he hasn't seen these eyelashes covered here, eyelashes here. Any eyelash would be attractive to a male in <laughs> in quarantine. He's like, I literally work here. Please just yeah. let me. <laughs> uh, okay, so then we get to the rose ceremony. I thought JoJo did a really good job this episode, by the way. Yeah. Like last episode, she was a little more nervous in this episode, and she was pretty icy, which I liked. But this episode, she was a little more warm and playful, and I, and I like that about her too. So I'm, I'm team JoJo. I want her to be the new host. Yeah, she's great. I think great. she's great. Yeah, I don't really miss Chris. I, I mean, I love Chris. I love what he brings, but I I, I like the mix-up. It's a nice shake-up. Mm-hmm. So then we see the rose ceremony. Brendan, Riley, Ivan, Noah, and then Ben, Zach, and Blake already had roses from before. So Spencer, Damar, and Ed went home. Wait, Blake had one from before? No, he was given one. Yeah, Blake was given one at the... Oh, oh, you're right. No, he was given one at the, at the rose ceremony. Because right. I, was I was surprised that he was given one. Yeah, unfortunately, it's like how many how many, t- how many minutes has she spent with Blake Moines? Also, Blake creeps me out. Yeah, beard, he's obviously beard Blake on this one on one. Beard, yeah, beard, dense beard Blake, just like beard a Blake. dense wildlife wildlife manager Blake. But but still, no, we didn't get a ton of information about his wildlife management. You know, like is he a woods guy? Does he chop? Does he chop? Were you thinking wood wildlife or were you thinking like giraffe zoo wildlife? Oh, I was thinking bears and stuff. Hmm. Like a ranger? Like zoos. Yeah, I was thinking like a ranger. I could see him being like the penguin guy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's a lot less sexy. If someone was like, I'm the penguin guy, I'd be like, hard pass. Actually, I'm good. Is he sexy? You come home smelling like fish every day? No. He has the chin of a cartoon character. I have to be honest that Blake looks like someone I know in, in real life. Um, Should we just drop their name right now here on the pod? No. <laughs> but anyway, it freaks me out because he looks yeah. like him and I don't like either of them. He's, from certain angles, I find him to be like relatively handsome. But then from like a straight on angle, it's like too much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. So anyway, she gets rid of... Damar, who I'm like, I don't really understand. She gave Spencer the first impression rose, and then after that, she never spent one minute with him. Don't know anything about Spencer. She was like, great first impression, not interested, though. Thank you. Um, And then Damar just seems like a good time. Like, he seems like a genuinely one of the best picks from this group, and she really didn't give him the time of the day either. As a cycling instructor. Okay. Damar is a cycling instructor. Yeah. Finally, we get the insight. <laughs> is that finally the hot take from the inside community? Is that his full-time job? Apparently it is. And he has like, a, he works at a, a cycling studio wherever he's from. He's like their main instructor. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if he owns, I, I wanted he to, owns it or anything, but. I wanted to know him more. I did. He seemed funny and nice. He seemed anyway. funny and nice, yeah. But Thank goodness tomorrow. we got to send Ed home. Ugh. Ed. Listen. Goodbye. I listened to last week. I know how much Mike Fotis loved Ed. <laughs> <laughs> he's very entertaining. But I'm glad he's gone. Sorry, Mike. 
He had to um, go back and be the Italian gangster in a 1990s movie. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he had to go but take not care the of that lead baby. character. Just not like, the main character. Not the, the main. Oh, no, no, no. Background. No, no. no third yeah. background. Fourth. <laughs> He's the one who gets killed 45 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we see that we're left with seven dudes. And then we throw to a break, which is what we're going to do right now. So we'll be back in just a minute. And we're back. So uh, JoJo comes in. She starts talking about hometown. She's like, this is where it gets real, everybody. Everyone starts to feel a little, ooh, 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 What are we going to do? How is this going to be? What even is a hometown when you're staying at La Quinta? Um, and then we get to go to the Ben one-on-one. Before we even get to the best part, which is the group date, we go to Ben's one-on-one. <sighs> um, yeah. I know. Let's hear your thoughts. Ben seems like a really kind person. Okay, you're really dancing around it. Your face says something else. I just think that he's, I mean, like, I just don't, I think he's boring. He's a try hard. I think he's a, he's a try hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think he's, I, I, I just don't actually think he has very much interesting to say he always is kind of he's kind of weepy to me yeah um he doesn't seem fun and that's all I'm just I'm kind of bored with Ben Meg hot takes on Ben yeah I think that I obviously it was really hard to hear him open up even more I guess and every time he opens up my my heart breaks and it it gets really real and it doesn't become a love story anymore. I just feel like it's Ben's story of really opening up in his life and yeah. and getting to know, I don't know, getting to know himself better and really kind of come to his truths in this. So even if he doesn't finish this with Tasha, which I don't think that he will, no. I think that he'll have, have a, Gosh, it's like I don't even also know what to say. He'll have a journey to explore after this of just being open and the perfectionism that he's tried to maintain, which his body is gorgeous. It's crazy. You know? But YouTube been doing some extra Googling. Yes. It was when he, and then deciding, you know, it is a little bit of that like, I need to be naked to show you how good I am because I need to show myself how good you know i i need right. to be naked i need to always show you my body which is just those things of like we still got some we still got some stuff to get through and yeah at the end and i don't know to me ben is such a leo because leos like they don't really know they don't really always know how they come across and they have like a very certain way that they're going to come across like they have picked their personality and they're going to be that personality all the way and every leo in my life is like this where they're just like so extra on who they are and then they don't really know always how it bounces off somebody else and like ben comes across that way where he's like i'm he's like i'm a sensitive man i'm a thoughtful man I'm a man who's very good at his work. I'm a man who has been through hard things. And therefore, this is who I am. And you either can squeeze into this somehow or 
it's I don't or it's not my problem. Like <laughs> he doesn't really give her a lot of room to be part of it. He just kind of is like, this is this is what I offer. Like even in their conversations, he's like, she's like, tell me about yourself. And he's like, well, ask me a question. Like, right. Why is this so unnatural and awkward for you? Yeah. And I think that fits in with him. I think that's why he's actually not ready for this kind of relationship, because he still is, like you said, Meg, like figuring out he's on his own journey. And like, that's part of it, right? Like once he has sort of come fully come to terms with his own self, then he can let someone else in. But I, I don't think he's there. And I think that's what oh. I'm getting when I'm like, he's boring, is that he's still so inward. Right. He doesn't, he does not know how to just let loose. Even on that Correct. little scavenger hunt date, like, yeah, you know, even I know he was like trying to be fun by taking off his pants, but to me, like to get into the fountain. But to me, I'm just like, get your pants wet. Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. They'll give right. you an opportunity to put new pants on. Right. Just like, just go with it. <laughs> and his right. sister, who is supposedly probably the closest to him, right, is just finding out new information on the show. Right. So, so he's been holding a lot back. Yeah. I think it's just really going to be a journey for him. And like, I'm glad he's shared that stuff, the mm-hmm. stuff about his attempted suicide. Absolutely. And like, last episode, he shared he shared stuff about his bulimia. And like, we've gotten some, maybe a taste of like his military life coming to an end for, um, you know, difficult reasons, like breaking his back, not being mm-hmm. able to like walk very well, like all those things. It's like, he's a, he's a, he has a person with, with a background and depth, but is he necessarily available emotionally? No. No. Is he, like, open to Tasha? Not really. The whole kind of, like, show up, I'm going to show up. Here's yep. how I show up. I showed yep. up. And yep. it's it's the show up thing that's, like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't He's know if you've performing, ex- performing showing up. He is. He is. He did an interview on The Bachelor Happy Hour, which is, like, uh, you know, with Rachel Lindsay and Becca Kufrin. It's, like, I don't know an ABC sponsored podcast, but he did an interview with them. And throughout the entire interview, I found him like pretty insufferable to be honest, because, and I don't even know how to put my finger on it with this type of man, but, um, where he's like, and and women do this too, don't get me wrong, but where, where he's like, I, you know, I am very good at my job. I'm very good at my work. I didn't need love. I I came on the show because I thought it would be a, a good adventure while the gym was shut down like, you know, I, I, I showed up. I brought my truest self. I was always genuine. I was always thoughtful. I wanted to do something thoughtful. Like, he talked about the thing he did where he got naked. He talked about it like, I knew I wanted to do something really thoughtful. And to me, it's like, if you have to call it thoughtful, you know what I mean? Are you actually engaging something that's for somebody else that right. is thoughtful for them? Or are you thinking to yourself, what would appear thoughtful? And then verbalizing it. It just seems like a weird way to describe that. Like, how about saying, I wanted to do something that would allow me to really connect one with this person. But to say, like, I wanted to do something thoughtful. To me, it seems like, so you wanted it to be read as thoughtful. But you didn't really, like, have any real reason outside of that. Besides, you know, you just wanted it to make sure it looked good on TV and looked good to Tasha. I agree with that analysis. To me, it was a, a plus. an audition to be The Bachelor, and I was like, nope, I'm not having it. He was like, here's my trauma, okay? I'm going to lay it out, but I'm not going to really be too invested in it or upset by it. It's not going to be like I'm telling you my trauma right now, like this story that we're having together. I'm going to describe it to you really clinically. It's mm-hmm. going to feel clinical. And then 
And then, okay, America, like, can I be the bachelor? Right. I did it. I told you about my trauma. Mm-hmm. The discrepancy between his his personality and and the very very heavy deep things that he's gone through mm-hmm. is hard to kind of like you know you hear it and you hear it being said but I guess we expect maybe some type of like the crying and the you know the emotional um he even said like he smiles when he gets uncomfortable you know yeah. that Everybody has their deflections of, you know, when they get into deep things and hard things. So I think we're just not really seeing this. Like he said, probably the the biggest things and, and yes. gone through the biggest things. Yeah. But yeah. he's also the most emotionally sort of like removed vacant. from that. Vacant. And he said that like his hardest year was 2018. That was 18 months ago. That feels like way too fresh. Um, and not saying that people can't really, really change a lot in 18 months, but it feels way too fresh to be that removed from it when you discuss it. Does that make sense? Like to say, oh, you know, just, just a year and a half ago, I tried to kill myself twice. Maybe there's a little bit more feeling connected to that. If you're, if you're truly moved on, like, I don't know. It just felt, I was confused by it. I just don't think he's ready for a relationship. I don't think he's ready for a relationship. Agreed. Like I think he's you're, you're still he's not quite there to be able to let somebody in all the way, which is why he was like talking about it so clinically. Right. Well, and I think his like my my understanding of those sort of big big events in your in your life um, that he's like on us on a path to getting there. Like this is right. a stage of that like recovery and getting over it is being able to like talk about it factually right 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 he's We're, talking about and, the facts of it right right where it's not connected to this raw emotion all the time but that's next maybe yeah there's like well there's like a little bit i mean when i, I okay i don't love zach c he's not my favorite but compared to zach c how zach c talks about his story there's just more to it where he's like this is what i've learned not like i've moved on but this is what i've learned from being an addict and like he was really like touched when his when he was like thinking about his parents meeting Tasha. Like uh, to me, it seemed like he's more he's more gone through the process of being like, okay, I was damaged because I am a person. I am a person, and a person is vulnerable, and a person is naturally has susceptibility to damage. Whereas Ben to me is like, I was hurt and I've overcome it, and it's gone, and I'm now I'll never be hurt again, yeah. and I have no damage. And it's like to me the way like addicts talk is like who've gone through recovery they're more like in touch with their emotions and they're more able to talk about them because it's a huge part of the recovery process yeah and like that was missing with ben totally yeah huge part of the recovery process is like this is this is a part of me always like i'm always in recovery and that you you haven't recovered the ways you hurt people yeah you Mm -hmm. acknowledge the way you hurt yourself you acknowledge like pain and difficulty and you talk about things and that I don't know. I was looking for some of that from Ben and I just like couldn't find it. I feel so bad saying it, but it's yeah. true. So she, he gets the rose anyway because she really likes to fix a boy and she even says it about him like, just let me be the one you tell stuff to and I just hate that for her because I've done that a hundred times. A hundred times. And it doesn't work. It really doesn't work. Um... Then uh, we get to see them dance to Adam Hamburg, whoever that is. <laughs> I thought a lot about Adam Hamburg in that moment <laughs> of how did he get there? <laughs> I feel like if you're Adam Hamburg, which is 
who is we don't know who that is. No clue. It's worth it. It's worth it to get the 30 seconds of airtime. It's worth it to quarantine for however long they ask. To sacrifice all the other things you need to do because your name is like on a Chiron on national TV for however many millions of people for for like, you know, 0.5 seconds. Everyone knows your name. Yep. Weren't the lyrics also very pandemic-y esque? I don't know. I wasn't really listening. At the I time. was. I think I had the captions on because Hannah, you told me in the past to turn on captions so you don't miss anything. Yep. Which then I then I was able to read when Ed came on. Awkward music plays. Yes. Things like that, <laughs> yes. which yeah. is helpful. Um, but it tells it, you what the producers are thinking. Right. And so I was like, yes, Ed is awkward. Thank you, caption. Um, <laughs> but this music, I think, had a like the first what they play like probably the first two bars or whatever but i do believe that it was like uh in the middle of a crisis not really on the (laughs) nose like that but it was a little like we got each other in this world it's like hold on yeah yeah oh my god they probably asked him to write that he was like no problem no problem Ben gets the date, Rose, whatever. He's going to hometowns, blah, blah, blah. I can't wait to be to meet his completely milk toast parents. Yeah. I hope that's not awkward. We'll see. I, I hope it is. Actually, I'm sorry as a viewer. I hope it is. I'd make for good TV. Um, he kinda it kind of makes me feel like he's gonna have a Dean thing where he's gonna really get like have a hard time with his dad or mom or something on TV. I, I don't know. We'll see. So then we get to the group date. Uh Tasha's like my girlfriend Jojo came for this date, which is so weird because she is literally hosting the show. Why did she act like Jojo came in special for this date? She already did Ben's date. She's been hosting the entire show. She was like, my girlfriend Jojo, who I am guessing she's never met before she was hosting. That was so stupid. So weird. You wouldn't introduce Chris like that. My girlfriend You'd just be like, Chris. Oh, Chris is here. <laughs> um, they are going to do a lie detector test. Which I loved because it looked like a science experiment from middle school. 100%. They, just, they found like a loose USB cord and they plugged it into a computer and then they taped the other side to a box where they had three lights that the producers were definitely in control of. They were definitely in control of that. They only asked questions that they've already freaking asked these guys. They knew the answers to. And then the emotional ones, they were just like, how about this? Let's spark some fun. I just I, I I always think about the technology behind these rigs of like yeah, these no systems technology. that these shows use, and it is it's like hey uh, hey Chris, can you build a wooden box to go over just like these two switches? Because no computer engineer is hopping in and being like, I need this rigged up to this yeah. system right here. It's no. like no, you've got Sarah down hunched below that table. Like, is it red or green? Okay, like like hitting it. And they're using, like, Noah's uh, blood pressure cuff as, like, the... Yes. <laughs> uh, he's like, guys, this is not how it works. Like, just let it... Just let the other part dangle. No, no, no. Um, the three lights they bought from Party City. Yeah. Two... One is, like, red, orange... Red, orange. And was green. there an orange? It was orange. Orange. It was supposed to be Why yellow. Why not yellow? Why not yellow? It was orange, and orange. it looked exactly like the red. It was very confusing to me. You mm-hmm. just had to know. Um, and it was so stupid. And I hated Tasha's outfit so much. What was she wearing? She was wearing like a white ribbed tank top. And it was a like sparkly a schoolgirl. Yeah, it was sparkly. And with yeah. a schoolgirl pleats. And you could see her entire lace bra. I was like, you look like me circa 2000 going to the fir- like my, my school snowball dance. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're trying to look like Paris Hilton at a middle school dance. That's what I wore with Doc Martens when I snuck in to First Ave 
1999. The, the thing is, someone dressed her in that. Uh-huh. Somebody was like, that's the outfit for today, baby. Well, the only store in the pandemic, it's known as the buckle. The buckle stays open <laughs> no matter what. And that's kind of their thing. Limited, limited two and the buckle. <laughs> and pandemic proof. And contempo, contempo casuals. Yeah. I, I also couldn't handle it because it was, it was low rise. The skirt was low rise. I can't fathom wearing a low rise skirt. Never again. When would I, when would that look good? I need my bullet, my belly button to be fully hidden by my skirt. <laughs> my pants, I had to bad. under my, I, my high rise pants right now, I had to unbutton during this podcast because they're really? cutting into me so hard. Like, wait, real you're wearing, hard. You're wearing pants that have a button. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. You stood up. It's true. The pants are unbuttoned. Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay. So in the lie detector test, we found out some very uninteresting facts. Ivan Ivan tells all the entire truth because he's a perfect angel. And how does he not win the show? And I hope. So sweet. If he doesn't end up with Tasha, I hope he ends up with like immediately just hitching up with like the person of his dreams. Um, Noah, Noah lies about a woman faking an orgasm with him. Again, like this is just the producers just flicking the lights on to mess with Noah. And I was on board with that part. I liked that part. <laughs> um, Brendan says something about, about like being ready to meet families. And then they flicked like to lying. And he was like, I really am. I really am excited. I felt bad for him because I really like him. I like They were just trying lot. to spark drama. And Brendan doesn't, Brendan is drama free. <laughs> There's no need for it. Then Zach, like, admits to cheating, and she loses her mind. Loses her mind. She goes on about, like, how once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, how she's not going to tolerate cheating. Like, what was your reaction to that whole sentiment coming from Tasha? Does Do I – and maybe – do I know her backstory? Do you know her backstory with her marriage? Well, we and- know that she – yeah. So we know that she was divorced, that she was married for less than two years, that her – that the the relationship ended because of him, because of okay. things he was doing, including cheating. Uh, so I mean, you know, the, I think that the theme of the show is past trauma, and it never goes away, and it never goes away. <laughs> and everybody's like- just living out their therapy sessions on live television. I mean, she's really probably has some of the cheating. I don't know. I mean, do you, this is a personal question. Do you individually believe once a cheater, always a cheater or? I don't feel like I believe that because first of all, um, your life is long. And if you're with somebody and they're cheating on you, then okay, maybe then you should not trust them going forward, I guess. Like it's up to you. I mean, that's your circumstance, right? You could figure out why it happened and maybe it, happened for a reason that you're able to move on from but just because someone has cheated before in a past relationship doesn't mean they're going to cheat on you in your current relationship and also zach just went through telling us how he was a drug addict right and he was married while he was a drug addict when he said he cheated i was like oh yeah definitely no that makes perfect sense right you were a drug addict he was a drug addict so like there's a lot of things he did during that time that he probably regrets and then we find out the actual stories that he like in sixth grade which i was just pissed off about because i was like oh so boring Zach's like, I kissed yeah. a girl in sixth grade when I'd already had a, a sixth grade I, girlfriend. At the roller rink. Oh, Bolarama. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't think um, I don't think it's necessarily like I think 
You can't just be like, well, I'm not going to interact with this person anymore because they cheated before. Just blanket. Like, I get how you were hurt, but save it. Figure out the situation. <laughs> it seems super hard line. I feel like if there's one thing I've learned over, like, getting older and having relationships for longer, it's that, like, lots of things are going to happen in your relationship that are between you and your partner. And under- and trying to be flexible and responsive and adaptive inside your relationship is better than being like, this is the thing I believe and nothing can shatter that when it comes to people I'm dating because you're not going to really end up very happy. Right. Exactly. 100%. Ha- having black and white rules is really almost about anything. Right. <laughs> it's danger. Well, and it ended up being so anticlimactic anyway because he said this thing about sixth grade, which I was like, you're lying. You're lying. That's right. a cute story you're telling. And there's more to it, but whatever. Because um, he already said he treated his first wife not very well, right? Because he was a drug addict. And then it didn't work out because of the way he treated her. So, like, just right. just give us more. Anyway. Then Riley comes up and says his own name. And they totally put him on blast for that. Because they chose that question. They didn't ask anybody else their name. They chose that question because the producers know his history. And knew, knew his first name isn't Riley. So then he said his name. Wh- which name did he say? Dwayne. Oh. Did he say Dwayne? I don't think he said Dwayne. He said something else. And then it said, like, red light. And then he had to clarify, okay. like, that isn't my real name. I think that's what happened. <sighs> I don't remember. I feel like he said something, Riley, then his last name. But I didn't know if he said Dwayne first. And when she... So then when we get to the cocktail party, he's like flipping out because he has something serious he needs to tell Tasha. And Riley's a really serious guy, like serious to the point of like he's serious. He's a lawyer. You know what I mean? That dude isn't never having a good time. (laughs) Never smiles. Never smiles. Um, But he's like terrified to talk to her, goes up and talks to her. And then I watched this part twice. I have no idea what he's talking about. I could not. Figure out what the story was. Okay, same. And so I read online something. Okay. Let me tell you how I interpreted it, and then you can tell me the truth. Yeah. (laughs) The truth. Okay. So the how how I was trying to I was trying to read through the lines. I feel like he was trying to give information without giving away information. Like he was trying to protect his family, which I appreciate. But it made and then then they tried to edit it in this weird way that it made it so confusing. So from what I understand, he was named Dwayne Henderson Jr. after his dad. Then his dad took him and his brother from his mom. But he liked his dad and he was happy to be with his dad. But then he didn't have a relationship with his mom until later. And then he got one. And then he was upset with his dad. And so he got a name change. But then he does love his dad, but he's not here. As in he's not here, he's not around, or he's dead. I'm not sure. And that's kind of what I took from the story, but I was a little confused. My understanding is, based on the little snippet that I read and the tiny bit of digging that I did, is that all of that, yes, um, until a certain point when he was grown, he didn't really have a relationship with his mom, with his, and then he was living with his dad, and then somehow he found out that this like rift in bet- between his mom and his dad had been manufactured by his father. 
that like his dad had I don't I don't know like made stuff up about the mom to like cause cut this family out. to cut her off and to Ooh. cause the kids to not have relationship with her and that infuriated him rightly so so he wanted to drop his dad's name brutal I that's my that. understanding but I, I didn't get that. that from watching that scene no I sort of inferred that only because if you do think about divorce and you do think about sometimes those those child custody issues, it's mostly between the parents, right? And yeah. and typically, you know, hopefully and typically, you know, it, it really isn't something that, I mean, full custody is a big deal, right? So yeah. So something had to have been done or said, but, uh, you know... Typically, there isn't that big of an issue where it would be full custody, right? Right. Usually, so it's like shared or you shared get or right. So if that was manufactured and that was beef between the parents and the kids got the brunt of that, my goodness, if you found that out later in mm. life, because you would have just believed who maybe you had a better relationship or whatever. My goodness, you would feel so taken, betrayed, and betrayed, yeah. and yeah. want to kind of probably get away from that name however still then be be grown enough to understand that that was between my parents unfortunately that happened to me I still love my dad you know Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah well it explains to me why he has such a hard time loosening up too like he's just sort of like doesn't want to let things out maybe he's in a similar boat as Ben where he's like not really ready for a serious relationship yet because he's just like still kind of on the verge of this stuff I don't know. He, he's a very serious dude. I he yeah. He's a lawyer, and I also think that he said he dabbled in personal injury lore, which then I'm like billboards. Then I'm like the personal injury lawyers that I yeah, see on yeah. TV who are like, yeah. you get in a car accident, you call yeah. me. Yeah, Riley, what's I will never divide true. dive into my emotions with you. But I think if you call like those guys, they have other lawyers working for them. I'm guessing Riley was like working for the, I, I just can't see him doing billboards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's handsome. He would get clients just from that. But um, I don't see him being like, I'm the guy for you. <laughs> right. So, all right. So then at the F, after they talk, she's like, you're incredible. There's nothing wrong with you. Like you're amazing. Then she decides not to give anyone the rose. My theory is that after this series of dates, if you didn't give the rose to Riley at that point, like, she had to give the rose to Riley after that. You know what I mean? Like, he basically just, like, opened his entire life to her. But he doesn't. she doesn't want to take him to hometowns because she only has four guys that she can take. And she doesn't necessarily want it to be Riley. But she can't give the rose to anybody else. You know what I mean? Right. What Based on the date have? alone, it would be Riley, but she doesn't it actually would, want him. That's right. Yeah. But she doesn't actually want him to go on. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to hurt his feelings by giving – like, she doesn't want to say – Oh, you put yourself out there and oops, you're, you're, you're gone. She So she just gives it to nobody, which is fair. I thought it was the right move. I agree. I thought it was like a little, a cute little, like, um, I read it as like a cute little producer echo to like Claire not giving the rose, but a totally oh, different yeah, situation. Because Claire was like, I can't give the rose because Dale's not here. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's a different, obviously, not giving a rose. I can't give a rose because they're all great. Whereas Claire yeah. was, yeah, I can't give a rose because it's not Dale. I right. I told Josh I was like, oh, if Tasha goes and gives the rose to Dale right now, I don't even know what to think. <laughs> Dale's Dale's the guy that that meets her behind the the bushes and is like, hi, hi. <laughs> Dale won uh, twice. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Then when she goes back to her room, what did you think of her outfit? Oh, it was like a wedding dress, right? It was like a wedding dress attached to shorts. Yeah. I thought it was one of the things sort of cut off from the photo shoot. Somebody just sort yeah. of snip snipped it up a little bit and was like, well, we couldn't we couldn't really get out to go shop, so uh, we turned it into a train dra- train shirt. Yeah, train shirt, and it's going to scratch your arms a lot. But here it is. She's also wearing so – they have her in so many, like, tube top strapless. Oh, she's kind of like – Yeah, a yes. little adjustment. She was pulling that one up a lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also because at that point she was talking to Bennett, so she was, again, sucking her boobs back into nothingness. But <laughs> she is right. so – you know, she has – she is a small-framed person, and she has a large chest. So, like, the the tube top look looks good on her, but it's yeah. not practical. Like, tube yeah. tops aren't really practical for anybody because no. unless you're – Unless you're pretty small chested, I feel like then it's practical. But it's not a it's not an easy thing to pull off strapless because you are just constantly adjusting the whole mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Unless it's like a wedding dress where it's bo- so boned yes. that like nothing's going like anywhere. Glued to you. Yeah. Your, your boobs <laughs> are down here, but the the bones still create the, the shape. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I had a strapless wedding dress and that thing didn't go anywhere. And like when I took it off later, I had like indentations on my skin everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we see Bennett creep behind the bushes. He's waiting like by the entrance of her room, which is, again, it's too aggressive. I'm so done with Bennett. I don't want to see him ever again. I'm excited to see, you know, like we all are probably like, what's Noah's face going to be? You know, like, and I'm sure that that definitely was the power, the power, I feel some type of like power drop move on wrestling or some type of like. Yeah. producer moment. The elbow. <laughs> the elbow. Take it down. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, though. Like, I sort of think that Tasha, and I'm not trying to be mean. I think she's a lovely, likes money? Yeah, she does. Orange she County? Likes, she likes bougie. She said it. She's like, okay. I'm bougie. Bennett's bougie. I like that. Like, okay. yeah. she wants to travel and be an Instagram influencer. Like, why not hook up with somebody who's got the cash? So he's back. I feel like the other guys are going to turn on him, which I look forward to. Um, he says he loves her, which was intense. She said nothing of the sort. The whole That whole thing made me so uncomfortable. It did. Well, because to me, it seemed like who is intervening here to say she needs to keep him? Because she was like, I'm speechless. She covered her mouth like she didn't want to see. She didn't want him to see her like laughing at the fact that he just said he loved her. She was shocked. Why didn't she just send him home again? Well, she does say there's that little interview at the end. She's like, she's like, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it's, she was basically just like, I've never felt like this. I've never had anyone come at me so directly or something. It was like, Bennett's Uh, the only one who blank. The only one who what? Like shows back up at her door after being rejected? Please. That's not a good virtue. Like too many men think that that's what they're supposed to do. Right. When a woman rejects you is to like, run to the airport and it's like no 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 she said she's done it's okay to just move on right i think it's completely the show i mean i i don't yeah. i don't at all think unless unless for like maybe if she did approve it like behind the scenes they asked her like maybe i guess it's probably a secret but like um you know hey it's 20 it's 2020 why don't we just see <laughs> if maybe that date or those few hours ago you were feeling this but maybe you could feel this way again because our mood swings are, we're all over the place right Right. Bennett goes back to his room and does some sort of like flow chart. Like, if yes, this, 
uh, and the, the end leads to like love. Like I am, I am in love. <laughs> I can see that he's back in his room, like like plotting out all of their relationships so far, and then is like, oh, human feeling, love equals love. I'm having love. <laughs> I'm having to report. Yes, yes. Something like people don't always understand is that just because you have feelings for someone doesn't mean you need to tell them. You could just right. keep that to yourself. You can just keep it's it locked not up. Mutual. Mm-hmm. And just because you say I love you, the other person actually is not required to say it back. Not that he said that she should. He was even, I mean, that was like honestly the the nicest thing he did was like, I don't expect you to answer. Right, because I'm insane and this is a, t- a terrible situation you're in. Yeah. Do I sort of though think that he, I believe when it comes to like, manners and female. I mean, he compliments her. He does give her, you know, I think that, yes, he's coming back and he's a little pushy, but I don't think, I don't know. I sort of feel, and you can, you can argue with me on this, that he is a bit polite when it comes to her and I guess listening and, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just imagining that. Well, no, I think he is polite, but to, to what end? You know, it seems like that's all he has is either he's polite or he's like gaslighting somebody um, or being like he, you know, because Noah's not the first person he had beef with. He also had beef with Chasen about thinking Chasen was dumb. And granted, like, I don't like Chasen and I don't like Noah, but Bennett doesn't need to be the instigator and an antagonist on in every situation. Right. That's his like one personality trait. Don't get me wrong. Bennett is great TV. And he's their best TV left, which is why they brought him back. Because their final four is probably going to be pretty boring, if you think about it. But um, And they're all nice and they like each other. They don't say anything bad about each other. No, they constantly say nice things about like how all the guys are great. Well, every time they leave, they're like, you have wonderful men left in the house. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're so nice. Yeah. So, okay, all that aside, we know Ben is going to the top the hometowns. Who else do you think slips into that final four? Brandon. Brendan? Brendan. Brandon went home a long time ago. Oh, that's a different person. I meant Brendan. I couldn't couldn't remember what his name was. Brendan (laughs) is uh, kind of a mystery to me. He is. He's kind of this petite, curly-haired, and he's like a roofing contractor. Commercial roofer. Commercial roofer. Nice. And And his nickname that his friends call him is B Money. What? Wow. Is that real? I didn't know that. That's real. <laughs> so, I, I got to be honest. I had a sex dream about Brendan. I don't blame cute. you. I'm he into has, him. He has kind of like petite features, which I'm sort of into, yeah. sort of an androgynous look. Yeah. Um, he wears and, turtlenecks under a jacket. And in the middle of 112 degree heat. Yeah. I feel and like he's turtleneck he had be, a stripe here, like a choker. Like an R&B artist. Yes. <laughs> Like a 90s R&B artist. That's what the B-Money is. Okay, so we got Ben and Brendan. Who else? I mean, I, ha- I know who, I, who I'm choosing. I just am curious about your, your, your other two. Ivan. You think Ivan's going on after uh, this? Ivan. Yeah, I, I think that she, the... We didn't see a lot of him this episode. That's why I wonder. Mm. But I think that initial one-on-one or date or whatever that was that they had... Was, was so, so good. Was so good. Yeah. That I think. No, I agree. It's, I think Ivan will go on. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he does. And Zach C. Yeah, Zach C definitely is going on. I think so too. I feel like Zach C is maybe going to win the show. I don't know. 
the way that they're editing him, he's in he's in a lot of stuff all of a sudden. He's he's featured often. He's always in a good light. They're seeming to like downplay Ivan the last couple episodes, like not showing us as much of him. I don't know. I don't. I hope he doesn't win. He's not like giving me any sparks in my no. pants area. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. I mean, I think that Ivan also because he's. I'm just very attracted to. He's an aer- aeronautical engineer. My, he's goodness, hot. He's smart. My goodness gracious, hot yes. and smart, and seems to have uh, you know a good relationship with his family. And not that not that not having trauma is is good. Everybody has their trauma. Everybody has their issues. But um, you know, he he just seems like a very gentle, charismatic yeah. individual. He's thoughtful. Yep. Mm-hmm. He really lets her in, and he doesn't force anything out. I I love Ivan. I can't. I hope and I hope in every way that he wins, but the editing is starting to mm-hmm. push me towards Zach C, which I don't like. So we'll see what happens next week on Hometowns. Um, we're also going to see the Men Tell All next week, which is always two of the worst hours of my life every year. I don't love the Men Tell All or the Women Tell All. It's just like, why do we need to revisit this? But we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Is that on Tuesday? Which one is Monday? Which one is Tuesday? I'm pretty sure Monday is going to be the hometowns. Because usually what they do on the Men Tell All is they'll take the person who was sent home from hometowns and they'll like talk about their heartbreak and stuff like that. They like to feature somebody who gets close to the gold, you know. So usually when we get to the Men Tell All, we only have two people left. And they could do that. They might slice two people next week. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We know Blake is definitely going to go home on his one-on-one because he – what what even is Blake doing there? And then it's just a matter of like Noah's probably going to go home next week too. Yeah. And then we're going to see, you know, Riley get sent home probably at the rose ceremony with Noah. Then we have four guys. And then at Hometowns, I imagine that we – I don't, I don't want to say it, but I imagine we lose Ben – and then I kind of feel like we might lose Ivan. Hmm. I hope not, but I'm so, yeah. Brendan and Zach in the last two. Brendan, but Brendan hasn't even been, like, who is Brendan? That's true. You're like, right. Maybe I'm just denying, maybe I'm just like, I'm, I feel sad because maybe it's actually Ben and Zach in the last two spots and that just makes me feel sick. <laughs> I don't like I that do. at all. I don't like that at all. I, I... Do you ever sit around and talk about how, like, who you think, you know, because Bachelor Nation and kind of who goes on to live longer in Bachelor Nation and, like, who out of this lot, you know, in terms of popping up. We'll in, carry on. Yeah, we'll carry on. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll see on Paradise. Bennett. I think we'll see Bennett. I think we'll see Ed because he was, you know, entertaining, Ugh, unfortunately. Um I think we'll see Noah. Like people who make a statement on TV tend to to last into paradise. And then once you hit the paradise scene, then you're kind of like, you know, a D-list celebrity rotator. You're like living in the bachelor world. You you probably move to L.A. You like do your thing. But there's a lot of people who just like do the season and then they just go back to their lives. And um, I feel like those people have it better off in the mm-hmm. end because they're not relying on like 
internet money. They're relying on just like their life to go back to normal. And right. like maybe they, maybe someone awesome sees them on TV and starts and is like, oh, I'd date them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the dream, right? Right. I'm looking forward to next week. I know you both are as well. I know I, our producer yeah. Beth Gibbs will not refuses to watch the show, so she does not care <laughs> about the outcome, but we do. And mm-hmm. listeners, I know you do. Um, so thank you to my guests this week, Meg and Siri, for joining me on this episode. Thank, thank you, you so much. A joy. I can't wait to hear. You. Please text me next week so I know what you think about it. Um, thank you to our producer Beth Gibbs, who's so talented and adorable, and also smart. Woo. You know- <laughs> I'm like, you're not just to just say someone is cute. You're supposed to also say they're smart and capable. Capable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Talented and kind. Talented and incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, makes the show happen every week. And thank you to my talk, 1071 and to Pod MN. And join us again next week here at You Get a Rose. Have a good week. For more on the show, visit yougetarose.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at You Get a Rose. You Get a Rose is a podcast from My Talk 1071. Hear more great podcasts on MyTalk1071.com.